everyone, and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. I am here with Mikey Dallas. Hola, hola. It's Mikey Dallas. We um, are sitting in the middle of Washington Square Park. I've never done a podcast outside, so this is like a first for me. Um, this was a convenient place for us to meet, and it's like actually a really nice night, so I'm glad. So if people hear random people talking or crickets or rats or anyone else, it's because uh, we're in the elements. Just our company. Yeah. It's the ambiance. We're in the elements, so... I really hope people don't walk up and ask us what we're doing in the middle of this, because that'll be really annoying. But, um, so, Mikey, you are a drag queen. I am. And so I don't know much about drag queens in reality. Um, I do not watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I know that that's, like, comes as a shock to many people. Um, so I want to just talk to you about the process, what, how you started, and what it's like doing it today, especially now that it's become such a mainstream thing. Like what? So huge now. Yeah, it's like a huge deal. And I yeah. actually, speaking of, I just literally went and saw Kinky Boots like la- this week, and was oh, like, that was fantastic. And like I watched it, and it was great. But I was like, oh, but I see where like this was extremely popular in 2013, whereas like now it's like not as weird. Like it's not as like a novelty because I was like drag queens are like literally everywhere that you go now. You know. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, so anyway, um, so you grew up in New York. You started. You you were born in New York. I was born in New York, in Queens, New York. Yeah. And actually, and you moved around, and you moved around. Uh, so I was born in Queens, New York, and actually, I can honestly not even answer that question straight because I'm from all over the place. So, from there, I had gone to Ecuador, which I was there until I was about six years old, and and then we, me and my family, had gone to the Chicago suburbs, which is where I spent most of my childhood. Until I was 18, and even in high school, I was a performer. I did musical theater, show choir, uh, theater in general, and I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a performer, and really, there's so many aspects to it to the point where you, well, not just me, but like any performer, really, it's hard to decide which road to take. Yeah. And I figured that the best place to do that was to do it in New York City. Yeah. Because that's really the performing capital of this country, and the world really so the moment I turned 18 on my 18th birthday I bought my plane ticket and told my parents I'm leaving I'm going to New York bye like gotta go like bye like I'm out how long like were they upset they were upset and they were in shock and as a lot of parents would be they had this whole idea in their head like oh, okay he's gonna try this out like, it's not gonna work out he'll come back like let him figure it out for himself yeah but Five years later, here I am. And but also, like, they, you, like, were born here, so they kind of, like, have, li- it's not like you were, like, oh, I'm from this suburban town that, like, I've never lived in a city before, and I'm going there with, like, just my dreams and a, and a suitcase, right? Like, like it wasn't that, well, like, it's, it's not like me, like, I came from, like, rural Pennsylvania. Well, it was actually difficult for my parents. Uh, my mom, like, she kind of had more of, more faith in me and what I can do. My dad was born and raised in Ecuador. He came to America uh, for my mom. Okay. So he himself, the whole idea of America was new to him. And even today, like almost 20 years later, it's still very new to him. Yeah. Okay. So that was, okay. So they like were shocked. Very shocked. And I had told him all my life, I'm not going to stay in Aurora, Illinois forever. Like I have big dreams. I have goals. I have hopes and 
ambitions. And so I'm going to go out and make it happen for me. And yeah, it, it came off as a huge shock to my father, especially, who was in denial about it and trying to convince me not to do it. But I've never been one to be held back. Yeah. Is like drag at all a part of this at this point or it's just performing? It's performing. And actually, the reason I did do drag was it, it does stem back to my high school years. It, it's actually, uh, it, it goes like way deeper. Like it's a personal family situation, just divorce, uh, mother flying to New York, dad staying, dad trying to deal with the situation and me being alone because I had no one else to speak to. And that's when I would watch these performers on stage and online and out in my community and I told myself like oh I need someone to look up to like my parents aren't around I have no siblings around so I would watch you're an only child I was not an only child but I had a brother in the military older brother in the military my mom took my little brother with him let me with her and so I was really stuck alone so that's when I needed someone to look up to and we try to relate to these people we see on television yeah and we try to relate to these people we hear in music and see anywhere around us but you can never rate, relate 100% to anyone. And it's actually very recently that I realized that that person I needed in my toughest time of my life is can actually be myself and I can create that person. And that's where my drag persona started accumulating and becoming what it is today. Okay. And so you, so you, that was like, you're feeling, you, had, you did not have that person. So you were like, I can be that person. Exactly. Right. And I can, I, I can turn into that person if I need to. Yeah. You can it's be been, whatever you want. you to be like be the person you want to look up to yeah be the change you want to see yep. in the world yeah that I was, yeah, so that's what cheesy, I was just about to say but yeah but that's what it, it kind of like yeah. is what it is um so then you so you are like I'm Audi I'm going to New York like deuces mm-hmm. family and so you come here and then what happens so I come here and at first it's tough but like I said my mother had flown over here after the divorce and she was going through her own things still at that time so I didn't really have much of her I just had her company and with that being said, I came here. I, I tried to find a job. I tried to. I was still 18 and very naive, especially yeah. in a big city. And just young. Like, 18 is just very young. Very young. And I was not used to this whole lifestyle, especially having to fend for myself. I would take any opportunity I could to meet people, talk to people, sing, act, dance, model. Again, I'm at the point where I did not know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I would go on Craigslist. And look up like, oh, actor needed, models needed, modeling opportunity, free photo shoot. And I did everything I could. And within my first month here, I actually booked a photo shoot with Vogue magazine with Richie Rich. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, with Richie Rich? With Richie Rich. A very famous uh, designer stylist from L.A. that comes to New York as well. And And you were in Vogue? I was in Vogue. Uh, I actually never looked it up. I, I'm also not the kind of person to like be on television or be on the show and be like, oh, there's me. It's like, very strange. I like will say that people yeah. will be like, oh, your show is like airing. And I'm like, oh, I don't like, okay. Yeah. Like, like, I don't okay. watch them. Is that weird? Because I'm like, I it's was not. there for it. it. Actually, to me, it is a little odd, but we're in an industry where we do so much and like we are really in it for the experience. Yeah. And once we do it, we're like, okay, we learned something from this. That's what it feels like. That's how it that's the behind the scenes experience and next to the, like onto the next one. Like we're going to do the next thing now. And yeah. The next thing. But, but you never saw the, you just like never saw the pictures of yourself in Vogue. I never cared to, I, I saw the photos they were sent to me, but I just never cared to like, really oh, okay. So you did see the photos them. themselves though. I saw most of them. Okay. I, I need to like go look this up now and see if I can like find you. Yeah, do it. Tell me if you find when it. Was, I, I when was, when was this? It. This was uh late 
like I, I believe fall or winter of 2012. Richie Rich was the designer. Richie Rich with uh, Zach Bowen's photographer. Okay, I'll Google it. I'll find it. Perfect. I'll find you. I'll use that as the picture, um, and <laughs> I'll post that picture when whenever this goes up. Fantastic. Um, so you okay? So you're doing all these things. You're you know you're you're in Vogue, like very casual, like super like small magazine Vogue, and just like doing. So then what? So from there, it just went back to uh, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do, like where I'm going to go, and I told myself like I want to at least go to school because that's a, an amazing opportunity to meet people. Yeah. So I go to BMCC, Borough Manhattan Community College. I study theater, and it was a great experience. I met a lot of people, met a lot of close friends that I still have today. Actually, one of my best friends, Emelis, who to this day, um, I have this small art collective and where we uh, different artists come together and help me with some of my things when I need them. And Emelis is actually a part of that five years later, which is amazing. She goes to my shows to this day. Um, my friend... My friends, uh, Ryan and Izzy, are doing their own film company, and they still help me with some work. So that was a great experience. But from there, I just kept doing more shows, more uh, singing opportunities. I joined the Gotham Rock Choir, which is the biggest rock choir in Manhattan, and that was a great opportunity. We did Madison Square Garden that year. That's crazy. Yeah. It was, like, fantastic. Like, it, it felt like within my first year, like, dreams you were coming true. You did so much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, real shit. Not like, oh, I kind of, like, worked on this one film, like, maybe. No. Like you were like, do okay, so you're like crushing it. Yeah, because I told myself anyone could be in a film. Like these are things that people strive to do yeah. their whole lives. Meanwhile, still trying to gain approval from my father, who says like, no, no, yeah, like that's not real. Yeah. yeah. And so, are you then? Are you? What are you doing for work? Th- like, if you're not doing these things, if you're not doing all this performing, are you just like, do waiting tables and doing like the survival jobs like everyone else is? At that point, um, I was doing background work. I did a lot of uh, background work with some casting agencies. I met a lot of people through that. Not really many that I still talk to because I did realize throughout my time experimenting in New York that acting is not for me. So, like, I didn't really have much to relate to. But that was, like, my main source of income until I started doing, like, side gigs. I worked at... And, like, when you say background work, like, like, you mean, like, a TV show is filming and they need people to be walking around in the background of the of the scene and so be they like, pay you to be an extra in the in the show, correct? Yeah, extra for the people that don't know what that extra, means. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just pay you to like be in the back if they need you for like to be like Or you're like the waiter at the at the place that the pe- that the main characters are like sitting down to eat or you're like the my f- I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of the scenarios, but My favorite role was Halloween bicyclist. That was I rode the bike in the back. That was me. You probably saw me. What was the what was what show was it? It was Blue Buds. And you were like in a Halloween costume. I was a goat. It was like literally a dream come true. A goat. You riding was a goat. A bike. Like was, a like ba goat. Ba. And you were riding and <laughs> you were riding a thing in the back on a Blue Buds. I was. You may yeah. Goats can ride bikes sometimes. Yeah. Um. So you. So that's. I mean, that actually does pay well. I know a lot of people that do that, and it like, does. That actually, like you can make legitimate money off of doing that. Yeah. That, that and then are you? So you're seeing that and being like, I don't actually want to do this. Like this. Like, like you're seeing your future if you were to be an actor in one of these shows, and you're like, I don't want to do this. Right? Correct. Exactly. That that's what I realized, and I realized there's a lot of work to this, and a lot of the personalities are so huge, but not in the way that like I want my personality to be huge. Like I I, I see people here who are mainly theater mainly uh, musical theater, especially in New York City. And I wasn't really about that. I was more like huge in the sense that I wanted to be more entertaining as myself as opposed to being entertaining based off of a script. Yeah. And so you, so you transition away from, 
from acting. I do. And still, meanwhile, going to school, and that's when I had met some more people in the, doing a new semester, meeting some new people. I joined the choir at the school, and I made some friends. Like, I have a friend, Christopher, that really bonded with me while I was still friends with Emelis, and we would write songs together and perform them in the city. I performed them on the subway, performed them in the school hallways, and that was really, like, my first sense of, like, okay, like, I can do my own thing here. Like, yeah. it's little, but people notice. And also, like, you, I can, oh, I can, like, make this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. I don't need someone else to, like, tell me that I'm, okay, I'm, I'm good at writing songs. I can just be good at writing songs, right? Exactly. You'll be good and people will notice. Yeah. And, mind you, this is still while in my head I have these other icons in the back of my head, like Madonna, Lady Gaga, David Bowie. And I tell myself, since, like, I moved here, like, oh, I want to make my outfits. I want to wear this stuff. I want to be very extravagant. Yeah. I want to be, like, uh, an entity on stage. So, like, I'm doing this in school and I'm like, okay, I'm not even close to being there, but, like, this is a step forward. Yeah. Okay. Which, like, is obviously the precursor into you then doing drag is that, like, oh, I want to be wearing these outfits. I want to be doing yeah. this. I want to, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, if you're going to have a pop icon that is playing with gender, like, David Bowie is obviously the one that you're going to, is, like, someone that you're emulating. So then are Definitely. you then, is that, does that just then naturally transition into then doing drag or is that? It was actually, um, I just kept doing these things and I had eventually uh, a huge step in my life was I had been working at this Froyo shop like that was just my side job and that's that was my main source of income once I stopped doing background acting and then I had decided I don't want to do this anymore I'm tired of this so I left the Froyo shop and not even a week later I get a job working at Lady Gaga's restaurant Joanne Trattoria yeah where we met we did meet yes. there uh, yeah that, that was a huge deal for me yeah and so that was like, you were like, oh, I'm working for like my icon's parents. Exactly. Right? It was very surreal. And I, I could not believe it was happening. I, I had spoken to her parents and I had spoken to the staff there. And it just didn't seem real. And even like, it, it could have been like two months later, like working there. And I was like, okay, am I really working here though? Like, Were you like, did, did they know whenever you're like interviewing? Is it like her dad and her mom like interviewing you? It was her dad that had interviewed me at first. And you were like, I, I love your daughter. I told or like, no. I was trying to be casual. But you were like, I love your daughter's music. Yeah. Like, you I weren't said, like, I live for your daughter and she's everything I want to be. Like, right? Like, you were just like. I was very, I know who you are, just so you know. Yeah. And all right. All right. Impressed. All right. I like that. I, I like to maintain a professional. Uh, I just like yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. You weren't like, oh my. Yeah. Because I feel like some, like, I feel like if you, if you were like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your daughter. He'd be like, all right, bye. All right. Next. Yeah. So you start working there. I'm working there, and obviously working at the restaurant owned by the most famous person on the planet will obviously expose you to yeah. such incredible stars, such incredible personalities, and incredible opportunities, and lifelong relationships and friendships as well. Yeah, and like one of those great opportunities being um, the Real Housewives of New York City coming and like literally yes. screaming at each other and. Um, having a horror, like a crazy scene. My first experience um, at reality TV. Yeah, is how that <laughs> was it your hurt. last? Oh, were, was it your first and like only? Were you like, get me the fuck out of here? It was definitely my portal to like, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to be on reality TV. I want to help film reality TV. Like, I, I, I was just obsessed, absolutely obsessed. Oh, really? Like, That's good to know because yeah, we like tore your restaurant up. And oh, that was I was like, living for it. Okay, good. I was like, no, can we do a second day? You were like, we need to reshoot this. Yeah. You were like, we need to reshoot. It's like, I wasn't feeling it. Let's do it again. Which, if you, for fans of the show, this is the scene where, um, where Sonia says that her and Tom have been like 
we've been fucking for 10 years or something like yes. that. And that was like, yeah, a big shock. And that was when they were all eating. Yeah. It was so you were there for that. And that really like you were excited about it. Usually people are like, you guys are fucking monsters. Well, when it, it was happening, only they needed one server, and no one wanted to do it. And I literally raised. And you were like, me, up. me, like, me, me. I know. Me, I remember. Me. You're like, I'll do it. <laughs> no, I was like so excited for it. Yeah, dude. Um. So then you shortly after that you left. La- you leave Joanne's, right? I do. After like all, like almost four years of working there, and like all these incredible experiences and these friendships, and getting close to the family. Uh, being more personal with Lady Gaga herself and her friends. I eventually leave. I decide to leave to continue growing as a performer and see where the next step is and yeah. where the role will leave me. Wait, did you ever meet her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, me and my staff there had met her m- multiple times. Like, it, it was like a very intimate experience, like, with the whole family and, like, the, yeah. whole, uh, the whole team, really. It was a one-of-a-kind experience, and I'm so grateful that I was provided with that. Did she, would she, like, come in randomly and be like, yo, like, what's up? She or was come, it, like... She would come in as she pleased. We, we would normally get, like, a heads up. But yeah. But it, it was, like, her home. Like, but, like, it, she's, it, like, going to see her parents, like, I, I would assume, right? It's, like, her... To me, it was, like, her kitchen. It could be, like, her living room. And it, she deals with so much, and I respect her so much for yeah, that. Her Netflix thing is coming out in, like, a week, right? It is. A week from today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five foot two. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. I'm excited, too. But so then, so... She's like around, so you're meeting her, right? Like you're meeting her, and you're like, "I love you." We're running meatballs to her, and yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. And yeah, obviously, like that's the thing. Like, I would say I was a huge fan girl going in, and at this point, it's more like, okay, she's an amazing person. Seeing her behind the scenes and knowing her more as a person. Uh, and it's weird because like the person that you meet, at least this is how I mean, this is how I always feel about the housewives is that from watching them for like ten years on TV and then actually meeting them in person, those two people are not the same thing. Like yeah. the person that you see, and not that it's like they're they change or that they're different or that they're one person off camera and one person on camera, but like you have a different relationship. It's not that you're like, yeah, oh, you're like so. You know what I mean? It's like you're not. It, I feel that you, it's like you still have a relationship with that person outside of all of it. Yeah, definitely. Right. right? Yeah, because like it, a lot of it is for show. Like, and that goes for anyone, any star. And I've been lucky enough to like meet so many people that I meet so many people and have gotten close to a lot of people that I look up to in my life and it's really a whole different aspect like once you get to know them personally because again they're entertainers yeah like the people you see on the screen the people you see on stage are gonna be different from who you see behind closed doors yeah so then you okay so you leave I do Joanne and you're like I need to do I'm gonna perform more yeah I tell myself I'm gonna perform I'm gonna figure things out are you doing any drag at this point the thing is like I I was. I basically the summer before I left is when I had made a close friend and who had told me about RuPaul's Drag Race. And again, it wasn't really something that interested me at all. And we were pretty drunk. We're like, you know, we're gonna watch this. And me, I'm like, all right, let's watch it. Okay, so you like weren't a fan. You didn't watch the show before. Like you were like, I had. It wasn't like you were like diehard, like hardcore, like not even close. Okay, I've had people who told me like you have to watch the show. You have to watch. And you were like, okay, whatever, yeah. No, I was literally like, no, like that doesn't interest me. Like I, I will be honest, say like I don't get drag. Like oh no, I I don't want that because I did not understand what drag was. Yeah. And then I'm watching it with this friend, and we are watching season six, and I'm seeing the introductions with the queens walking into the room for the first time into the workroom, and I tell myself like, wow, these are all very different personalities, like. And my friends explained this to me. Like, they made these outfits. They planned this for months. And I'm like, 
oh wow so it's not just dressing up it's not just being outrageous like these people have different yeah it's very creative like we were talking before we started like it's a very creative thing and you have to to be very creative exactly all the time exactly you have to be creative and very experimental and ambitious and throughout the season I'm watching this and it got to the point where I was hooked at that like just seeing like Courtney act I I was a huge fan of Courtney act that season and I would tell myself like oh wow I want to be like her I want to be pretty I want to be talented I want to sing I want to dance just like her and then I would see these other queens and be like, but I want to be funny like her. Or yeah. I want to like make a cool outfit like her. And But I can do it better. I can do that better. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. And that's when I told myself, like, how would I do it? Yeah. And as I'm watching more and more of this show and starting different seasons, like I, I watched season six, season four. Like I watched it out of order. I started try- looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, hmm, like this is what I would do. And Yeah. And I, so you like caught the bug. Definitely. Yeah. I, I got it right there. And I had always had, like, a little bit of makeup on the side. Because, again, like, I love that. I love, like, the whole transformation aspect, like, like David Bowie especially. So I'm, like, experimenting in the mirror in my bathroom at night. I was still a little embarrassed at that point. It's a strange thing to, like, randomly be like, oh, this is, like, a thing that I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, yeah, right? But it, it did happen so fast that, like, I once I started doing it, Probably a month later, I'm posting photos. I make an Instagram. Yeah, I'm like posting you, photos. Yeah. I'm like, this is me. And my name was Harley Delvino at that time. Harley Delvino? Harley Delvino. Just got... Well, how did that come? About? I wanted... So I had been... My name isn't originally Mikey Dallas. But when I was choosing a stage name for myself to go on like for performing yeah. in general, my friend and I, who helped me choose the name, we had gone through different names. And it was between Mikey Dallas or Mikey Delvino. And I always loved the idea of Mikey Delvino. It's a beautiful name. And so I wanted my character for drag to be someone who's like a biker girl, uh, very Lana Del Rey, very, okay. very, uh, where I come from, Aurora, Illinois. It's like, I also used to be in Sandwich, Illinois. And the girls were very like that. They're like very like on like, the road. Like biker, biker chicks. Yes. I told myself like Harley Davidson, Harley. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harley Delvino. That's my name. Like, it, it, it rings well. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you didn't think to, you did not think to like do like a, like a pun, a punny name. I did not. There's many like pun. They're all like puns, right? They. A lot I thought of them that was are, like the rule. It's like a, tr- it's like a thing. Like it, it's not necessarily a rule. It's like an unofficial rule. But I was still very new. That I didn't even know the puns were a thing. I didn't know that sharing needles meant sharing needles until yeah, like, like as in like sharing needles of like heroin or yeah, like yeah. Like I had no idea. Like drug needles. <laughs> Or, like, what are some of the other ones that are, like, really famous? Um, well, we have a pheromone. Pheromone's a name Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Um, what was the one? Oh, head of lettuce was one that head I really thought was funny. That's, like, because it's, like, not even something sexy. It's just fucking hilarious. One of my favorite names uh, we have in the city is Tara Hyman. Tara Hyman Tara is someone's Hyman. name? Incredible queen, incredibly That's clever. That's really name. good. Yeah. And, like, very disgusting. <laughs> very disgusting. Um, do... So you don't choose that. You're like, I don't want to do one of those. Or did, was that a thought at all? I had no thought. I'm just like, honestly, Courtney Act, like the one I was like really fangirling for. Like I didn't realize that was a pun also because she's from Australia. What is it? What's her? N- it's Courtney Act, but she's from Australia. So like with the accent, it'd be like caught in the act, like caught in the oh, act. Oh, caught in the act. Okay. Yeah. So like I didn't even know that was a pun until like, well, a while ago. But yeah. Yeah. So that, so you pick your name, which is Harley Delvino. Harley Del, Delvino. Delvino. And then you, what do you do? Like, when's your first, 
Are you like, I'm going to like book shows. I'm just going to dress up as this person and just go to a party. Like, what are you doing at this point? Or That's is it exactly like confined within your bedroom? It was in my bedroom. I took photos. I posted them, but I, I did not know like how I was going to do this. Like, I didn't know. Like, so it was like on the gram. Around. Like you yeah. were like, I'm like a drag queen on the gram basically. At this on the point. gram. Yeah. Uh, my friend had done a party, a birthday party. And he said he wanted entertainment and, he wanted me as entertainment. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. And he like, that was my first gig and he was really kind to like pay me full out. And I was just the shot girl, the jello shot girl as Harley Delvino at that party. And it's funny because when you first start doing drag and like most people in general will think that they're like the most beautiful woman in the world when yeah. really they're eh. like, you're, you're a mess. But like, that's the whole idea of drag. Really, a lot of, a lot of man faces. A lot of man faces, but a lot of like I would be a horrible drag queen because I would just look there like I'm like it would just be bad. I feel I don't think it would be bad. You could pull it off. Really? Yeah. This nose though. Uh, look at my nose. I no, have but a you very... look at my, yours is like there. Like you no. You can make it work. Contouring is okay, a thing contour- too. You're right. A lot of contouring right. and a lot of practice. Which again, which by the way, like we I was talking to a makeup artist about this like literally years ago, but I was like it was like really when like the Kardashians and like all of them like became extremely famous. I literally like looked at my friend one day and I was like, drag makeup is like the in makeup. Like they all wear drag makeup (laughs) and she's like, and she's like, yeah, I'm like, what is a smoky eye? Like it's drag makeup. It is. You know what I mean? And like now contouring, like that's like what drag queens use to like make themselves look more feminine. A huge part of drag actually uh, that people don't really understand is that we are very inventive with what we do and we use our resources to their full potential. And with that being said, other people catch on. Lady Gaga herself, back in her like 2010, 2011 days, she did a lot of drag makeup. Yeah. Like she was yeah, a full-on drag queen. She did yeah. lace front wigs and all that, and that caught on as well. Like from drag to Gaga to pop culture. Yeah. And now, like we are doing certain things. Like baking was something that drag queens started. We're also doing uh, a lot of like different eye- what is that? eyebrow trends. Baking, like it could be different things. It's really like letting makeup set on your face for a certain amount of time for it to like really settle in before you blend it. Before, like if you do uh, powder, before oh, you so brush it's like it chilling off. there, just chilling like, there, yeah. Ba- and it's baking, quote unquote. Yeah, and the Kardashians bake also. Like they bake their powder, so like they uh, powder their face. It it takes away that oily look, so you don't look like greasy. Got it. And you let it settle to like absorb. Oh, and yeah, you hate a gr- hate it like a greasy. It's not good. Hate it greasy. Like some people, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Some people really don't know how to do their makeup well at all. They I don't. I will say, including myself, I don't ever wear it. But I was like, people, like, it, wow. Be a drag queen. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so they, so you're like, okay, so you go to, you're doing this party. Yeah. You do your own makeup. You're doing your, your, you're wearing a wig. I'm wearing like a $10 wig. Like a shitty wig, like Ricky's wig, right? Yeah. $10 dress, like cheap dollar store makeup. Yeah. And I felt like the most expensive woman in the world, and it was incredible. Which, as they would say on like RuPaul's, yes, right. That's like the you're that's busted like, or busted. You're busted. Yeah. yeah. And so you're like, make. Did you make your own clothing, or did you just any, buy a dress? I just bought like a ten dollar dress, and I'm wearing that. And like I, Forever Twenty One. For like, it was like, I think like probably the corner store. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Like a Ricky Street, <laughs> like, no like, like a Legs Avenue Halloween costume. Like, <laughs> Oh, I'll step up from that. Okay, okay, that. <laughs> I love a legs avenue, by the way. Oh, like, I'm I excited love for it. Halloween. Just yeah. like, wa- just I love a legs avenue. Honestly, anyway, if you make it work, like wear yeah. it. Do you um, live your fantasy? Uh, so you're like, okay, so you buy a random dress. I do, and you just go. 
I just go and I, I, I did my makeup to the, like the best of my ability. But again, I feel like the most beautiful man in the world. And I'm like, oh, people here will probably not even know I'm a, an actual oh, like, man. You're like, I'm passing. Like, yeah. I'm just like casually. And people now, are going to think I'm a woman. And now looking at my photos, I'm like, what was I <laughs> thinking? <laughs> They're like, who is this? Like, who let this person in? It was like god awful, but that's like I was saying, the magic of drag that it really gives you that confidence. It makes you feel like the most important person in the yeah. world, and it really does change your life. That's why a lot of people prefer to be known as their drag persona, to be called by their drag name, and to well, that's the reason they do drag. It gives them that confidence, yeah. that self esteem boost. Do you are you like okay? So you do this. So you do this thing. You're the shock girl. People love it. Like, how was it received? It. Well, not well? It was received well? very well. A lot of people were confused. Yeah, okay. Very confused, especially in New York City, where, like, we have such amazing queens. Yeah, they're like, like what is this? This, <laughs> this little busted girl. Yeah. And not to mention, I look like I'm 12, so they're like, there's 12-year-old tranny just walking <laughs> around. And so you're like, okay, so that was like, all right, but, like, went well. Like, you felt good about it. I felt amazing, and I, okay. I'm still so thankful for that. It was a great way to break me in and, like, show my confidence. And, like, oh, like, wow, I can go in front of people and Yeah, you're like, this. oh, I can do this. Like, yeah. this is conceivable, and it's, like, achievable. Exactly. So then are you then going, like, are you then immediately, like, oh, my God, Googling, like, how, where else can I get a job as a drag queen? Or are you, I like, am. A lot. Like, you're, like, you caught the bug and you're, like, I need to do this more. Yes, exactly. And, again, I'm still trying to figure out because I don't understand how to do it. And so, like, meanwhile, like, I'm just doing more gramming, more uh, makeup in my yeah, own like house. Photos. Are yeah. you watching, like, all the YouTube people? I didn't. And I... For the same reason I don't like to now, it, because I feel that the way... Yeah, you can learn from other people, but... You wanted to just do it and do it wrong and then be like, oh, let me fix this now. Yeah, and create my own method to my own techniques. Okay, all right. Because then no one else can replicate me. Because a lot of these queens also look very similar. Yeah. Because everyone wants to look like Valentina. Everyone wants to look like Raven, like Aja. Valentina's a very famous one. I know She's that She's a name. huge one. Yeah. And now you see all these girls with their, like, penciled in eye... Like little individual eyebrow hairs. You see all these people with these stones on yeah, their face. Yeah, that one. The one girl has like the eye, the really thick like uh, below eyebrows. It's like very scary. Yeah. What is her name? Which one is she on Drag Race? Yeah, she was. She had very scary eyebrows. Oh, Sasha Velour. With the with the like. No. No eyelashes. I mean. Oh, eyelashes. Oh. What's that, her name? That's um, a lot of girls. No, it's like the one. There's one that's like really famous. Naomi Smalls. No. Aja. Every, no. every queen does this now, so it's so hard to tell. There was one, when I know the name, is it Bianca? Oh, Bianca Del Rio. Yeah, that's it. Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. You know what Incredible. I'm talking about? It's that yes. one. She has, like, crazy She's eyes. She's wild, yeah. yeah. She actually tries her hardest to do, like be, like, a pretty clown. That's that her thing. That is what she a is. Clown. That is she looks she, like a pretty clown. She's, like, a pretty Pennywise. Yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty. she looks like, a, yeah. That's a cheap, that, like, works. That makes sense. Yeah, and she's so, beautiful. Like, so you are like, I don't want to do any, like, I'm not going to, you're like a leader, not a follower, right? You're like, I'm going to do That's this, me. and I'm gonna, I want to have my own little, like, lane, and I'm going to carve it out for myself. Exactly. So then are you, like, what? how do you then, like, progress to the next level? So, like, I do look at some photos, because I need some sort of, like... Reference. Yeah, so, like, I pull up, uh, people I looked up to were people like Pearl. Um, there was Pearl, I had Violet Chachki. Just, like, really a lot of queens. And I was just, like, I didn't want to know how they did it, but I wanted to see what they did. Okay. And, like, how can I do that? Yeah, like, so, here's what they look like. Yeah. So, like, I would, like, overdraw my lip, and I would, like, color in my lipstick. I would try and get similar colors. And just different things from each queen. I would do it the way I, I think that they might have done it. And then, like, I started, like, really progressing. I, like, if you see my Instagram, like, from the beginning, the transition for, like within weeks is phenomenal. Yeah. And even now, like that was like two weeks after my first thing with the shot girl. 
and I'm still like, wow, that was good makeup. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I was like, are I, you are you doing this every day? I like, was are doing, you practicing every night? I was practicing every night. I would stay up like all night doing it on my own. Yeah. Like I would just like open a small bottle of like tequila and just put it there like on the side of the mirror in the bathroom, and I'd just be like, okay, let's get going. And I do it, and I'd be like, okay, this is cute. Now I want to try this, and I wipe it off and do it again. Oh, with the alcohol. Yeah, no, I would actually use face wash. I had no idea, dude. I didn't know makeup remover wipes were a thing. I didn't oh know God. alcohol was a thing. I just like would wash it off with like face wash. It's like Dove soap also. Yeah. And mind you, like drag makeup could take hours, so this would be like six yeah, hours. Yeah, and it's like a lot of. It's not like a girl me. being like, oh, I just need to like throw something on my eyes, and I'm like jiggy. Yeah. Like this is like caked on makeup for like your whole face. Exactly. To like reshape your face. Literally. Yeah. And so like it was like a lot of time and practice on that. And this is, like, meanwhile, while, like, season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race started airing, and I'm, like, watching that. I'm seeing, like, I, I told myself in my head, like, okay, each challenge, I'm going to think how I would have done ch- this challenge, how I would have done this runway. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm, at this point, like, when I first started watching Drag Race, I was not 21 yet. And now I'm 21. I'm like, okay, I can actually go out and, and see And, like, be screen. at a bar yeah, and, be, like, be there. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the girls that I enjoyed from that season are from New York. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see them. And isn't that great about New York is that you can like, like, I'm like, Oh, this, this like person that's like doing this in New York. Oh, I can just fucking go there tomorrow. Exactly. Isn't that great? We're (laughs) in like the drag capital. This is complete like one off, but just like with food, with like so many things where they're like this crazy new restaurant's opening in New York city. I was like, Oh, we can just like go there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) We're so lucky. Yeah. I think that we take that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, yeah. Not to digress, but so you're putting in the work, like you're not like, Oh, I'm just casually just like doing this for fun. Like you're like I'm studying this as if it was like us as like as if it was a it was like like, like a class in school that you're getting a grade on basically. You know what I mean? Like you're like doing your exercises every day. You're yeah. like researching, you're like doing homework, you're like really putting in the time. I really am. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I not even realizing that this is what I wanted to be all along. Like I'm doing my own makeup. Like I'm making my own pers- my own persona, and it has to be me as this cross dresser to do it. Yeah. And I'm also like, while I do this, like I go to my mirror, I feel my fantasy, and I'm like, this is how I would perform. Like this is what I would want to wear. And I'm drawing out these like designs, like these like yeah, like sketching them. Yeah, I'm like sketching them out, sketching out the stage. I'm sketching out the outfits. I'm sketching out the concept, what song I would do, and then I go to my to the bathroom. I do another look and. I'm telling myself, like, wow, I really want to perform. I think I could totally kill it. I just don't know what I would do. And I would go to the bar, see how other queens do it. And it was just very much this cycle up until I had gotten this new job at this restaurant. And I was lucky enough that one of the people who was working with me knew all the Brooklyn girls. Okay. And they were in the drag scene themselves years ago, and they were close to the Brooklyn girls. And I, they had seen my work. They're like, "Wow, you're actually good. Like, you can make garments. You made an entire dress out of newspaper. I'm gonna book you." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, book me. Like, that's amazing." But like, I didn't take it too seriously because I learned also in New York. Oh yeah, your newspaper dress. That was a good one. That was I my. That. And you had like long dark hair. I did. Yeah. That was I my. Remember f- that one? The first garment I ever made. Really? Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh," and the person was like, "Oh, I really like this." Yeah. It really got them hooked, and it, it really they saw potential in me through that. And they said, like, oh, I'm going to get you booked. And I didn't take it too seriously because I also learned in New York, like, don't take everything too seriously. Yeah. Everyone says they'll hang out with you. Everyone says they'll do this for yeah. you. And you're like, yeah, believe it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next thing I know, I get a text saying, you're on Wednesday. You know that, right? And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, your friend Johnny booked you. Like, you're coming on Wednesday for this show. And I'm like, okay. 
like, and you're like, you've never done this before. You have no, no idea what you're doing. I was like, like, I can't say no. I can't turn down a gig. Because I always told myself, also, I'll never be someone that turns down a gig just because. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. I'm as professional as I can. I'm excited to be there. Thank you. And I'm, like, freaking out internally. I'm like, what am I going to do? And this was actually, this Wednesday was the day after election night. Okay. So I had this whole concept in my head. I came up with a Picasso idea, doing a Picasso-inspired performance with a Picasso headpiece. And up until election night, I'm like, oh, Trump's not going to win. And then, like, he won while I'm making the outfit. And I told myself, like, nope, I got to change this entire concept. I need to say something. Even if it's just me performing a, a song, I, I have to do something. And so I changed the entire song. I do Glory and Gore by Lord. Yeah. And I do my first show. I perform it. I'm... Well, backtrack. I go to my first show. I'm there like 30 minutes early. Drag queens are never early. So I look crazy. I'm like, I'm here for the show. And yeah, the, like her name's Untitled Queen. Incredible per- person and performer. And I'm talking to her. And we have a good chat. We're talking. And I go on stage. I perform. I kill it. I was like, this is it. This You're is like, I'm doing Yeah, I'm doing it. Like I did it. I did it. And I was holding, like, a giant picture frame. Like, I was literally, like, framing myself on stage. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, I told myself, like, it has to be, like, a full-on theatrical experience. And people loved it. And I, I, I just felt, like, wow, this is it. This is what I want to do. Like, I'm happy. And I was so lucky that they didn't even realize it was my first show. Like, they were like, oh, great, Mikey Dallas, woo. And then when they found out that was my first show, they are like, you had so much energy on that stage such a presence and so much professionalism like off stage that like we see good things for you and that's when i started getting booked like yeah stop because you were like you showed up on you showed up early yeah you weren't a queen despite being in drag <laughs> not at all yeah I was and just, you, I, i'm just such a grateful person like yeah like they would give me drink tickets which i, I knew was a thing but like they gave it to me i'm like are you sure these are for me and they're like Thank yes you. You idiot. <laughs> what can i get can i get anything okay yeah and yeah, like I, I'm just like it was like a really cool experience. And so you, at, how did you feel after? Like you're on cloud nine, right? I was on cloud nine, but again, I'm someone that's like, okay, that was great. Now, what like, am I gonna next do one, next? Yeah, yeah. So like it was cool. It's that's still another cool. thing about performing and also like television and all kinds of stuff like that. Is like as soon as it's over, you're like, all right, what's the next thing? Exactly. Like that wasn't like the best thing that in your whole life could have just happened to you, and then like literally, you're just like, all right, like on now what? Exactly. Yeah. And it might come in part with being a New Yorker. Like, we're not entirely phased by things. It's also entertainment in general. Yeah. Because it just, like, is what it is. Because, like, guess what? Your show airs and then, like, another show airs after it. Exactly. So it's, like, you just keep going. Like, it happened. That's great. People loved it. Do another yeah. one. And I did. Actually, it was really cool because I did another show uh, two weeks later at the same gig. It was Cakes Wednesdays at Metropolitan Bar. And I performed again. They loved it. And I had uh, someone that I can kind of sort of claim as my drag mother her name's Honolulu she came up to me and she's like Mikey like I've seen your looks on Instagram I saw you perform the last few times here I think you have something and I'm doing a show at the gateway it's gonna be every Monday and I want you to be like the resident drag queen and like literally like I've only done like two three shows and I already have my own show like every Monday that's amazing. It was such and so a cool you were like feeling. jumping for joy, right? Well, not in front of her. I'm like, yeah, that'd be. You're fantastic. like, absolutely, that'd be so great. Like, thank you so much. And I start texting yeah, my best then, friend yeah. Sarah. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. guess what? <laughs> like, I know it's three in the morning, but guess what? Wake yeah, up. Yeah, like wake the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. And then like, yeah, it was the gateway, my first show, and like I go there, and I'm like in this huge, like 
it was like the most like I stoned individually each stone on this giant like black headpiece. I got like this black gown, and I. My favorite thing was like I made an entrance. People loved it. They were gagged, and someone actually went down on their knees and bowed down to me. And I'm Shut like, "Shut up!" Oh really? my god! <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And yeah, that was my first time doing like a residency. Do and you it, still do that or no? Not anymore. It ended. It was like a winter thing. It, it kind of died down after a bit because it was yeah. like Mondays. Like no one goes to a drag show on Mondays. Yeah. And they offered to give me the event, but I, I turned it down because I want to be someone that doesn't have to focus on just doing the event but focus on the next show in different places like i yeah. don't want to be stationed in one place i want well, to like it died down so right like it was like you were but it, it gave me the opportunity to like yeah. create something new that people would come to yeah which is what they gave me like a lot of liberty with that but again like i don't want to stay in one place in like brooklyn i want to like instead use that energy and time and thought to like expand yeah so i turned that down and i had been doing a lot of shows and then like I did as much as I could. I kept making my outfits. I performed in Pittsburgh, and where I met Sharon Needles. Yeah, that, I'm from Pittsburgh. That's yeah. She's like yeah, yeah. No, actually, what was huge for me was I did my show there, and I went up to Sharon Needles, and I was just talking. I just want to say hi, like I love you. You're great, and she's like, "Oh, you're Mikey Dowse. I've heard of you." <gasps> and I'm really? like, "I've been performing for a month," and like, and she's like, "Yeah, I've seen your looks. Like you're a thing." And I'm like, "I was speechless." That's amazing. I, and she was yeah. one that I, because I, that was a season that I watched, and I remember being like, oh, she's like never trying to be pretty ever. Not at all. She like has like Marilyn Manson vibes going on with like the teeth and the lips and like the, like she, and I like loved that because I was yeah. like, oh, you're not like trying to look like a woman at all. You're just trying to look like a freak. She wants to be different. Like she wants to, you know what I mean? Like she's purpose. trying, and like when I say freak, I mean like someone like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Like that's like what I remind, but like a, a very more feminine version, which like he's already very feminine. So like, but like that's like, like it was like, very and she was very odd and she had like I remember it was like the final thing and she had like tentacles on her hands or whatever she did, and she was yeah. like crawling on the ground like with her tentacles and it was just like so much better than the other two like that were in the thing like she was clearly gonna win the sh- win absolutely and we so, were all rooting for her yeah and it was like very like it was like almost like anti the like and it was like I don't want to like say subculture of a subculture but it's it was like very like oh, everyone else is, like, trying to be as pretty as possible. I'm going to be, like, as gross as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a huge thing. Actually, like, the first episode of season four, like, everyone's doing their apocalyptic runway, and she comes out, and she starts, like, spewing blood out of her mouth, and yeah. that's when everyone's like, okay, she's something else. Like she this just, bitch. She just yeah. changed drag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so to hear that from her was... So then are you, like... Okay, everything. so you're, like, over the moon, obviously, after this, after you hear that from her, right? Yeah, and I said that to... My friend Sarah was there with me. Like, she's my best friend. She goes to... Like, she's yeah, my, she's clearly been with you. you literally, yeah. She's with you every single time you tell a story. Literally, she's my biggest reporter, and I'm yeah. so grateful for that. And she she's literally, like, as excited as I am. Yeah, good. And that's when I told her, like, that's so cool. We need to keep doing this. Yeah. We need to keep going around like the country, the world, and I need to keep performing. And when I go back home, I'm going to make so many more looks. And I did. That's what I did. We went back home. I just kept making more looks. And I just kept performing. It was, like, very casual. Like, oh, Mikey's great. Mikey's doing his thing. Cool. I'm a working girl after, like, two months of performing. Yeah. And then I meet with my friend at this bar, uh, RPM. I'm meeting my friend Matthew. And 
this girl who works at Webster Hall is there, and I was, like, chatting with her, and she's like, I love your personality. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, I do drag, blah, blah, blah. And I show her my photos. Like, ins- that's what queens do. Like, they show their Instagram. Yeah. And she's like, wow, this is Cause amazing. Because you're, you're not, like, in drag at the time. It's like, but yeah. Some people think that they're, like, that like drag queens are just like, oh, I woke up in the morning and, like, did my makeup and I'm wearing, like, a, a gown walking down the street. And it's like, oh, no. no. Like, no. I like to separate the two very much. I was, I'm going to ask you about that a lot yeah. in a little bit. But, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, like, we, we're, we're there talking. And she sees the photos. And she says, like, Wow. You put a lot of work into this. How much do they yeah. pay you? And I tell her, like, oh, like, you know, Brooklyn girls, like, or just girls in general could get, like, $50 a show. And she says, you should be getting more than that. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great in a perfect world. And she said, how would you like to be the resident drag queen at Webster Hall? And I was speechless. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh, that, you know me, that'd be fantastic. That'd be, like, so great. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you're like jumping up and down inside yeah. literally and i'm like that'd be so cool if only and then she goes no like okay so we haven't hired a drag queen in almost 10 years like because we don't want to like they, they can be divas our last one was an opera singer so she would not even talk at the at webster hall when she's working in drag but like you make these looks and i think you'd be a great representation for and there was a party every saturday called gotham and metropolis which was done by Kayvon zand an incredibly iconic and talented club kid in the city and she said that she wanted me to represent that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love that. And I come in and she gives me like a full on tour of Webster Hall. Yeah. And she says, like, you're going to use this dressing room, which, by the way, was used by like every celebrity you see performing here. They use this dressing room. And, and you were like, oh, and me. I'm like, and, like me. and me. Add me to the list. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, obviously, after the whole tour, I'm with my friend Mayan, who's also one of my best friends, huge supporter. And she's like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Do it. yeah. I'm like. I would love to yeah, take Yeah, you can't offer. say no. Yeah. yeah. So then you do that. I do that. It's monumental. I, I work door every Saturday then. And yeah, I meet like all all these kids, like all these club kids. I get to meet uh, and get closer to like Amanda Lepore. Yes. I meet like all these other celebrities. Who's like beyond. She oh, was like. She's f- iconic. Way. Like, she was like the one before like they were famous. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like she was like. She's been around for a while. For, like, a long time. Like, when I remember in high school, I would listen to her, like, songs. Yeah. She's, like, really, like, a huge icon for, like, a lot of the drag community, especially, like, Sharon Needles. Like, she adores yeah. her. Alaska Thunderfuck adores her. Even I adored her before that. Yeah. Like, she was, like, before, like, other than RuPaul, obviously. Like, she was, yeah. like, one that, like, everyone w- knew. Definitely. Before, like, r- the Drag Race show became what it is today. Absolutely. Right? No, yeah, she, she was, like, a huge deal. Like, she'll, she'll get stopped wherever you go. Like, yeah. And she's always herself. That's the thing. Yeah, she's always Amanda Lepore, right? Yeah, always Amanda Lepore. Always, like, this beautiful, glamorous, blonde. Yeah, like bombshell. a Marilyn Monroe looking. Yeah. Very, like, Marilyn Monroe hair all the time. Yeah, like, my favorite photo is, there's this photo I went around of, like, Pizza Hut. And there's, like, these people eating Pizza Hut, and you just see Amanda Lepore in the back. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, incredible. And she's, like, waiting for her food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you, like, meet Amanda Lepore. You, like... Mm-hmm meet like all these people and so then that ends right yeah that ends eventually after like make like getting to know these people like getting close yeah. to them and being like the face of webster hall for them and they always say like webster hall we miss it we miss seeing you like i was the face and i get to like become very close friends to all these other club kids which gives me more opportunities more friendships more memories more work right more work exactly uh that- are you working are you what else are you doing other than drag at this point are you still working a day job um i I was working at that other restaurant, but then the last few months I had been I had taken a break from like working anything, 
And like I would do drag shows and stuff, but like aside from that, like I would just chill. Yeah. Figure out my like an apartment situation because like my lease was ending. Yeah. And yeah, like that was really it. And because of that, like Webster Hall was bought out and they were closing out midsummer. And I told myself like this gives me time to like make my final look amazing, like incredible. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm very proud of. Yeah. What go I put out with out a there. bear. Yeah. What did you What did you do? The last three, um, I can't quite remember the. the Third. Okay, the last two, the second to last, I went to do something like very clownish, yeah, like very uh, just like clown because I've never done. Isn't it clowns. weird that you, like you obsess over it and you're like so into it and now like you're like oh I don't even remember what the third the third to the last one was. Yeah, isn't that so crazy? It's so crazy because like again like you move on to the next. But one. it's like in it like you like get, once it's done like it's like out there in the world and it's like not you and it you know what I mean it's yeah. like boom and then you're like oh like it's so strange but it's so true it's like exactly yeah and there's a lot of artists out there that I've met that say like I make my art for myself I don't want anyone to see it but like I want to make it to like share to the world and then I want to like like give it to them like here have this like I'll, I'll draw yeah. something and I'll be like this is cute let me take a photo you can keep this like it's that kind of thing and yeah. yeah I move on to the next one and okay wait so so the second to last one was clownish and clownish you- like it, it was like one of my favorite looks like it's on my Instagram um, which is what we have yet to say it Mikey. my Instagram follow me is at drag Mikey all one word drag like a drag queen and Mikey M-I-K-E-Y like my name um, so you so you had a clownish one, and then what was the final one? The final one, I there's this thing in Drag Race for the final episode called where the theme is for the runway, best drag. Like, what are you as a drag queen? And I took it very much as that. And I said, okay, what am I as a drag queen? And my aesthetic is really like Southern cowgirl, Western. Like, I call myself the drag bounty hunter. Like, Ooh, that's what I do. I like that. Thank you. I've seen that. Like, I've seen those looks. Like yeah. on your Instagram. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I do. It's like my cowgirl hat and everything. People say they see cowgirl and they're like, oh, it's Mikey Dallas yeah. at this point. It makes me so happy because that's like me. That's what I want to do. And so like I'm like, okay, like that's what I am. So like my final look was like, this, I also love roses. So I'm like, I'm covered in roses and I have this full-on black, like lace sting boy chest, no padding. And then I have these long red claws. What's boy chest? Like no, no padding. Like you, you just like wear your boy chest. And that's the other thing. I wanted to like re- really represent that whole like gender fluid yeah. aspect of it and like show like my boy nipples and boy chest, like that kind of thing. But then meanwhile, I have like this beautiful, luscious wig, this cowgirl hat, like nothing too crazy, but like very like what I am, like just like this cowgirl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing like these long red claws. It was my first time making and wearing my claws. So I was really excited about it. And where did you, and then what did you... How did it go over? People liked it? People loved it. That's good. It was actually a terrible night. Terrible. Like, there was just a whole cap. It was like, that last night, they were like, okay, there's a cap on the club kids. And I was fighting against it. But because of that, everyone showed up to the last one. And there was like hundreds of club kids outside. And I'm the one person that has to deal with it. Oh. And imagine that angry New York City gays, yeah. club kids, drag queens. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is my last night. And this is what I have to deal with. Yeah. But they were all so polite. They were understanding. And... They had something pretty to look at, so that's good. I was happy about that. Um, so then you basically then just like you've since then you've been still doing it. You're still work. You're you know you're still doing it. You're I've been like a little more low key because again like I'm in, I'm looking. Yeah, you're like taking to, a knee for a yeah, second because like, you like need to find a new apartment. You're like doing life real quick. Yeah, a new apartment. Yeah. I, I finally started working. I got a, a serving job on the side, and I'm like trying to like establish myself with that or yeah. get comfortable with that. But I am doing shows actually. Like now I'm back out there like i'm trying to like do this full-on comeback i have made a lot of shows i'm doing bushwig which is i saw you invited me to the thing i saw I that did. i hope to see you there yeah 
Bushwick, September 23rd to 24th. I won't be. I'll be at a wedding. Uh, I'll be in Pittsburgh. Sorry. Well, I'll have videos. Yeah, I'll I'll look at your Instagram and I'll see it. Yeah, It'll be really good. I have like a lot of theatrics made for that, so my show's going to be really exciting. Okay, good. I'm doing a show at Albatross really soon with my sister Diana Carfire. Diana Carfire, there's a pun. Wow. That's a good one. (laughs) That one's amazing. I don't know how I didn't think of that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, I just did DragCon. That's really exciting. I'm going to be doing some Oh, yeah, that shows. just happened this that past weekend, and so that was, like, crazy, right? It's crazy, but so much fun. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, like, really cool to, like, have, like, all these queens from around the country come back, and it's, like, huge, like, hey, how like, are you doing? Everyone, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're, all right, so, I mean, like, you're just, like, you're bringing it back, basically. I am. I so, and, like, yeah, so it's just, like, so it's, like, not that... The end of the story, basically, of, like, up until today is just, like, you're still doing it. You took a break for a second from doing it, like, every single night. For or personal like that. reasons. For, so, like, yeah, yeah. You're getting a new job. You're you're getting, you're finding a new apartment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you'll, yeah, and then you'll be back at it. Full force. The thing is, I'm still getting called. Like, I told myself I would never turn down gigs for no reason. But, unfortunately, I've had to, like, turn a few down because of that reason. Like, not having, yeah. like, a place to, like, get ready. Like, not having the funds to, like, pay for. Yeah, but that's, like, f- that's like temporary. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, like. Well, here I am. I'm yeah. back. So. Yeah. I'm not going to be ter- doing that. I'm going to be back out and Got about. It. I have shows going on in Brooklyn really soon. So. Great. It's going to be really cool. So, I want to ask you just a few questions about, like, just drag in general now. So, we've heard your story. And I just want to. So, like, you were saying, how do you get ready? Like, how do, like what do you usually do when you get ready? You start putting your makeup on. So, like, for me, uh, obviously, I, I take my shower. I want to be, like, a, a, to me, like, being... Clean. Yeah, clean. Taking a shower yes. is, like, you feel like the a The best thing person. ever. The best thing in the whole world, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like a new person. You just have to, like, yeah, like, shave, like, no facial hair for me, at least. Drag queens have do facial Do some hair. people have beards? Do they any, do. Do any drag queens use, use a beard? Because I don't know if I could shave my face. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's up to you. Like, drag can be whatever you want it to be, really. Like, yeah. There and that's, I think, the thing that's, like, kind of a misconception, especially now, is that it's, like, it's like oh, I just want to look the most like a woman. And I'm, like, not always. Not always. But unless you want to. But the thing is, like, you, I think that it's important to look far past that and be, like, if you really want to take this, like, into the artistry aspect of it, like... I would love that. Keep going. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what do you want to do with that? Like, yeah, you look like a woman, but now, like, yeah, you're pretty. What else do you do? Yeah. You're just going to stand there? Bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch. <laughs> no, like, that's where you have to be like, okay, I'm going to do this kind of music. I'm going to wear this kind of clothes. I'm going to perform in these kinds of places. And you really create your own persona from the bottom up. Okay, so you take your shower. Take my shower. I shave. Because I don't like to be a bearded queen. I want to yeah. be like fully smooth. I want to give off the full illusion. Yeah. And yeah. You also like are, you can like look, you you've, you do your makeup well and you like actually look very feminine once you're all done up. Whereas like a lot of them like do not. They don't. Like some people, are, and again, like I'm telling you, like my nose, like can't get around that. You can like, get you around can, that. You can, but like it's, there's, I don't think, I don't know if I agree with that. You Whereas, can. Whereas like your face, like you can do it. I think with makeup, aesthetically, anything is possible. Okay. If you can become a full-on woman visually just with makeup, you can, like, contour a nose. Okay, copy that. You can contour a <laughs> nose. So then, so People you, like, put horns on their face. You yeah, can contour a right. nose. You're right. So then what do you do? So, okay, so you, you shave your face. Yeah, you shave your face. Like, everyone has their own, like, way of doing it. I shave my face, and then I just start gluing down my brows, which is basically, like, when you use glue stick. I use Prose-Aid now. I just started doing Prose-Aid. It's incredible. It's, like, a medical adhesive. And I just... Uh, brush up my brows and you'll start gluing them down to a p- create a smooth surface which I'm going to cover with makeup to give the illusion or that your eyebrows are higher on your face than they are yeah because right? like once it's covered up you draw on new eyebrows yes 
And again, that's my choice. Other queens use their real brows. I don't do that. I feel like it's common to not. I feel like that it's common to do what you do. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But actually, now that people are trying to be like more natural, and I hate to say, but more lazy, like they use their real brows. Yeah. Yeah. So then with that, I do foundation, like cheek contour, like you have to contour your jawline. Your jawline, yeah. yeah. It's really like a, a different process. For well, and also depending on what you're gonna be that night is like, yeah. depending on your makeup. But like, yeah. And That's, then do you? Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, get in my shit, get in my outfit. Yeah. Once I do all that, and I take a few photos to show people on Facebook and Instagram, like, oh, yeah, here I am. Document. Yeah. Um. Do I? I honestly. I don't know if it's the same with other girls. Like, I don't... I always think my makeup's terrible up until the moment I put on my lipstick. Okay. I'll think, like, oh, God, I guess it's okay. Then I put on the lipstick, and, and I'm you're like... like, here I am. That's me. <laughs> here I am, boys. Yeah. And then, yeah. You put on your costume. You put on your wig, and... I'm a headpiece queen, too. I wear a lot of yeah, headpieces. Yeah, you do wear a lot of headpieces. Yeah. I've seen that. So when it's not a cowgirl hat, it's Yeah. And you make giant, everything, right? Yeah. Or you buy... I make 95% of my things. Okay. I do. And a lot of it's like made out of unconventional materials like paper or like uh, cardboard, plastic, like just trash. Yeah, like, very Project Runway, I will say. The very. unconventional challenge. Like the newspaper dress yeah. that I know the picture of. That's like a, yeah. Yeah, I made That's that. like very like, that's like something you would see on Project Runway. I was watching season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race and there was an episode where they had to like do a black and white look. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this as my black and white look while I'm watching the show. And then the next episode was a paper look, a book look. And I'm like, wow. And you're I like, I already too. fucking did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then are you, what else am I doing? How do you come up with like the ideas for the things? You just literally like, are like, oh, I have inspiration one day and I'm like, I want to do a clownish look. I want to do this. Yes. Like, right. It's just kind of like you come up with some random idea and then you it just run with of, it. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. Like, I, I can hear like, it. It's song. not like you hear the song and then you're like, how would I make a thing to this song? It is most of the time. Like, when I want to do a show, like, I will listen to a song that I want to do. I'll close my eyes, and I, I just start envisioning, like, little shapes yeah. and, like, little... Or, like, what would the music video look like? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, how would I do the music video? Like, and I move my body. Like, oh, how would I move? Like, oh, like, how can I make this move more dramatic? I'm like, I'll put a giant claws on that hand. Yeah. And then, yeah, I do that. And then other times I get inspiration from, like, nothing. Like, I made, like, this headpiece that project like it plays video it's my ipad headpiece and it was really cool and the whole idea was that i saw like a, a star on a piece of paper with an eye in the middle i'm like okay boom headpiece idea ipad in the middle with a blinking eye i'm like i'm gonna make that and i made it like it could be anything yeah. um do you or do you ever do and you also do looks that you just don't like actually perform in right yeah like sometimes you're just like oh i'm just gonna like do a look real quick pretty much right? yeah I think that, like, if you take it seriously and if it's really that important to you that you, you're not going to stop doing it. Yeah, and it's all practice and it's all... And plus, like, like flexing for the gram. Exactly. Right? Like, because you want to, like, keep yeah. the... Because that's a big part of it now. It's, like, the social media presence of each yeah, girl, give, right? Yeah, give the followers what they want. Like, I have 10,000 followers. I'm not going to be, like, absent. Yeah, like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you... What is the... Okay, so tell me what goes on in the, the chest area. Because some of the, cause like RuPaul has like boobs, but like I know that like she doesn't, but like that's like I'm I'm assuming an extremely expensive like version. Yeah, I mean I I'm not sure what she does. A lot of stuff that she does is very secret. A lot, like it depends on like the she look like you know what I mean. Like she's like straight up. I'm like oh like she has like straight up real breasts. Yeah, and like obviously I know that she doesn't because she like wears a well when he, he he wears like suits all the time and like he doesn't have any boobs. Yeah, so it's just like that's like 
a whole other level. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it depends per queen. Like there are things called breastplates, which are like actual like silicone breasts that you can like you wrap it around your neck and they just hang from your they hang on yeah. your chest. Okay, so then that would be like the illusion of like real breasts. Yeah, like I yeah. know a lot of queens do like India Farah, Alaska. Um, other queens just like stuff like stockings in their bra. Yeah, like, like stuffing just like anything else. Yeah, right. Some people don't do it at all. Like, they don't do anything there. I personally contour. Like I paint the cleavage on. Oh, okay. So I do my makeup on my face, and I do my makeup on my chest. Yeah. And so I then you don't, like, add... Do you add volume or Sometimes. no? Sometimes. A lot of time, yeah. A lot of time I just, like, put a bra there. I, I like to show Like a myself. padded bra, I guess, is all that you really need to... S- well, yeah. you're also very thin, so, like... I don't... I, I want to be, like, not a huge butt, not a huge breast, like, just very... Because I also don't... Like, my face, my headpiece, my fashion is, like, the yeah. main, like, at, like, what I want people to see. I don't want them to see my cleavage. Yeah. So well, I yeah, and you are you're a thin person. So like, if you were if you actually had like a fe- a, a female body, like you wouldn't have like huge boobs. Exactly. Or, like, th- yeah. Yeah. So like I'm like so you paint your, so you con- like paint the cleavage on. I do. Got it. Yeah. And then what it what what are like the other secrets of like what's give me another like something I wouldn't think of that hmm. you guys do. I don't know. Or is that it? Have you heard of tucking? <laughs> I mean, like yeah, that's like known, right? Does that is that real? Like, do people still do that? Is that oh, still a thing? I mean, it's up, you have to, it's up right? to you. You don't have to. I mean, a lot of girls say, "Oh, you have to do it." But again, I I hate this. Yeah, but if rule, you're in like, like a long dress, then like no one's gonna see that. Yeah, exactly. Right. I personally don't tuck, which is like a huge deal for a lot of queens. Like, you don't have to. Like, it's up to you. Like, what you want to do. I don't. I just like wear a lot of tights and like. Bam! It gets ready like shoved yeah, like in there. Yeah, that up. Yeah, it's right? like if, if you want to shove your own penis into your booty hole, like go for it. Yeah, I, I feel that it'd be extremely that. uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And then is it like, like so painful? You t- duct tape it. You and duct then, tape like, it on your dick. You, yeah, you duct tape on your dick, and you literally pop your testicles into your body. <gasps> and it's painful. Oh, that's so horrible when it happens on accident. Let alone like you end. do it for real. But yeah, but imagine like shoving it in there and like, keeping the tape there to hold it there. Like that sounds horrid. It's terrible, and I I had done that. And for what a while. if you're like a hairy person and then you rip the duct tape? Up? Like that sounds well, literally you. horrid. You have to like nair your shit up. Yeah, it's not fun. Sounds like a fucking nightmare, is what it sounds like. Yeah, that's why I just do tight. And like I'm Mama's like, hairy, I couldn't do that shit. Oh yeah, the hair's the worst. Yeah, dude. like you can't eat. My like, what? My friends were there for my first my first thing. That's Harley Delvino, and I was literally there, not even kidding, an hour just screaming as I'm pulling. <laughs> My duct tape. Duct I'm like, tape. no. Isn't there something? Th- no one has invented an invention yet that's like better. Some people do goo gone stuff. I don't want to put chemicals down there. What like, is goo gone gonna do? It's like it, it's not sticky. Goo gone, like it literally, like it, it helps you like remove like the adhesive. Oh, the adhesive. Oh, yeah, to yeah. take it but, off. But no, like there's no other alternative. Like, oh, I heard that people use like a CD case. I don't know how that works though. What do you, what? A CD case, and they're like, yeah, it gives you just like a bejeweled gap. case. Yeah, like an actual case. Like you shove it down there. I, I don't know how that works. I don't understand that at all. I don't, but I'm like, it sounds terrifying. I'm not going to do it. And like, sounds like you could really, you could fuck your shit up. Yeah. Like hardcore, like on accident. That's su- very surprising that it's still that like archaic yeah. of a process of putting literal duct tape on your penis. I mean, a lot of drag, like it, it, a lot of it's still very, very new. Like we're figuring it out, we're literally figuring it out as we go. As you go. Yeah. What, um... That is exactly what I wanted to do. Tell me too, because I was like, "Tell me something we wouldn't know," and like you, you delivered. Yeah. Um, what? What else? Like, what else do I not know? Like, what else do I not know that you want to? Like, anything else that you want to say? I don't know. I think that there's a lot to say. So much to say. Like, it's a whole world out there. Yeah. But I think as far as the basics go, like that's 
pretty much it. Do you have a question? Do you have, like, what, give me three tips that you would tell people that are starting out that want to do drag. Or they're like, I think I want to do it. I don't know what, but I don't know what, it, what to do. What would you say to them? My three tips is, one, just do it. Like, even if it's, like, in secret, like, in your room, in your bathroom, like, I started. Just play with makeup. Do it. Like, just keep playing with makeup. Play with whatever you have. And just, like, try and perfect yourself and just know that, like, what you see on that screen. Like, you can be that. You can be that beautiful. And they start exactly where you were. And once you're comfortable with that... Which is, like, and also, like, you were just kind of just, like, fucking around with makeup. And, like, it might look horrible one time. Yeah. And then you just, like, wash it off and did it again. You just keep doing it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't like how I did this. So wash it off. Do it again the way you wanted to do it. It's all a learning experience. And then once you get that done, you just keep doing your research and just keep watching videos. Keep doing that. And understand that this is a very, this is an art form that's coming very mainstream. So watch it coming mainstream. It's gaining more acceptance. And that... It's not something you really have to hide. Like, this is a, a piece of advice that's hard for me to, like, go full on with because, like, people do it on their own. Like, people really go out there and showcase themselves on their own. They'll sneak out of their house and go to, like, a show and perform. Like, it, it's really up to you. Just know that you have to, like, expose yourself. And my third piece is never turn down a gig, especially when you're starting. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. It's just practice, right? Exactly. I, I, I will say that, like, even like when I was like terrible, like terrible makeup and everything, no matter which show I went to, I would always get booked for another show. Yeah. Even to this day. No Cause matter you showed up and you were professional. Exactly. So stay professional. Don't be a diva and never turn down a show and go to that show and talk to the people, everyone. And you'll get booked at every show you go to. Yeah. Which you'll be a working girl. So do you, and again, so we, you touched on this before. Do you, you separate yourself from your drag person and again like your drag persona is a part of you but it's still just like something that you put on right yeah like do you feel that you're that person inside your heart i i am very much so but like back to the conversation we had before about like stars behind the scenes it's you have to present yourself differently in front of an audience than you do with your friends so that's what makes it hard and that's why sometimes when i see like fans on the street like, I'm happy to see them. I'm happy to hang out with them and, like, have a conversation. But it's just very different to me because, this is like, I'm a boy right now. Like, this isn't who I am. And, like, I feel like I have to show myself the way I do on stage, which is this bounty hunter. Yeah. And now like, I'm, like, a superstar. And it's, like, I'm just, like, going to Starbucks right now. Yeah, I'm just going to Starbucks. I'm yeah. hungover as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. But, like, obviously I don't do that. Like, I, I like to be professional. And I always know that these people are, like, they respect yeah. you, admire you, so like respect and admire them. Yeah, but it's and that's but that's the thing is that you're playing like that's a character that you play. Yeah, right. Like you know what I mean. It's not as and that is separate from like you every look when you wake up in the morning. You wake up as yourself, not as like the person you were on stage last night. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I don't know. Any final thoughts? I no, just final words. Uh, is it fun? It's fun, it's revolutionary, it's world-changing, and I think that everyone should appreciate it and admire it. And even if you're not into the whole drag idea, and you might honestly hate it, like, just look it up. Yeah. Just look it up, like, do some research on it, and learn all that us girls are put through and what we do to keep ourselves happy and entertain the yeah. world and I, make a change. 
I appreciate it a lot as like an art form now, more mm-hmm. now than ever, and especially because now it's like v- very like seen throughout the world, and it's not just like a New York thing anymore. Yeah. Is I just see like it is a lot of like because obviously you're making your own outfits, you're making you're doing your own makeup, you're like being that character. It's acting. It, it like it is acting. You know what it I mean? It is it's, absolutely. So like, it it is very it's very easy more now than ever to like appreciate, uh, in my opinion at least, as absolutely. someone from outside the world looking in and not knowing much about it. It is very like cool to like see and everyone does have like their own little signature thing it's the same thing as like any model yeah. remember like everyone used to have their signature runway walk absolutely it's like a similar it's very similar it's just an elevated version of that and the theater thing that the girls need to remember uh, don't like the moment you start like don't focus on that signature thing focus on creating a foundation first yeah and as you learn more about yourself and discover yourself you learn so much about yourself while you're doing this that's when you'll see like okay this is something i do differently and you have to cherish that because if you try too hard to create something and like force it down people's throats, then it that's when people are turned off by you. Yeah. Any other final words? We're not just crazy cross-dressers running around. We have a purpose. Yeah. And drag is fun. Do you regret it at all? No. Not even, not even a have, little bit, right? Not even a little bit. This is what I'm going to do for my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. In some one way or another, even if I'm not doing drag and I get to help other drag queens progress, that's what I want to do. You should. You could be like a teacher. I want to be. Right? That'd be cool. Yeah. Do people do that? They do now. I want to be like a drag mother, like not yeah. just like a, a, in a bar. What but like, that drag mother is like a what? Dra- you said that earlier too. Drag I don't know what it is. Drag mother is like a mentor. A mentor that puts someone into drag and like gives them like like they, they like helps them along yeah. the way. And, like, helps them and gives them, like, shows, like, help, teaches them how to, like, do their hair. And is there for them every step of the way. Yeah. And there are people that take it so seriously to the point where, like, they take the last name of the queen. It's like, if I had yeah, you, like, yeah. I, I would have uh, Chris Dallas. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, like, in True Blood. Remember whenever they would be, like, they would have to be, like, loyal to the person that, like, turned them into a vampire? Yeah. That's, exactly. like, what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they take the last name of the... That's... Some, a lot of them do, yeah. That's cool. It's very, very cool. It's like it's very much yeah, self-family. and like based on loyalty, which is cool. Definitely, I always like that. We're all very connected. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's thank getting super late me. now, so I should let you go. But, um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for talking about this. Thank um, you so much I'm for sure having it's me. not easy, and it's also something that I really don't know anything about. So, thanks so much for enlightening me. And, Absolutely. And like really giving me like the real, the real deal, like nitty gritty. Well, thank you for giving me that opportunity to explain it a little bit to you and your followers. I think that everyone should know more about this art form, and yeah, I'm more than fun. happy to. No, I need light. to. Now I need to come to one of your shows. You do, and we need I to put know. you in a wig. I know. Oh, I'll do. Oh, oh, I'll get that Ricky's like ten dollars special, like hardcore. All right. Is that like good, or is is that not good enough? It's up to you. Copy that. It's up to you. I'll be in a wig. I've been. I've done it before, like once or twice in college. But now you're gonna be in a wig, and you're gonna be contoured and tucked. Oh no, not that's that's you just like <laughs> elevated it like multiple ways. Okay, we'll do okay, one step at a time. Also like tucked you just like made it sound like I was going to kill myself going no, through that no, process. No, just get some tights. No, or we'll, we'll okay. get we'll get a CD case. We'll figure it out. I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> okay, we'll figure it okay. out. Okay. All right, well thank you so much for sharing your your story Thank again. you. Um if you guys want to be on the show or if you have questions or comments or uh comments about mikey dallas you can email me at chris at loud and again that's chris at loud and um and yeah until next time bye bye 
This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. 